You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith, filling in once again for Owen Schroyer. Stop saying that eventually, but his absence is still mightily felt. He is out of uh, solitary confinement, we have heard. That's the latest statement from his own Schroyer 1776 Twitter account that his legal team is helping to run. Uh, the latest says that, well, he says the, the worst part is the lack of sleep and the food depredation. Just a little weird. It's a little odd. Why would? I mean, he was put in solitary for COVID procedures, right? It's the COVID protocol. So why would you deny food and like keep the lights on all night? To somebody in solitary just because they're there for some sort of d- disease purpose. It doesn't make any sense. But of course. Uh, our prayers go out to him, and uh, you can always go to defendowen.com. That's the Owen Schroyer Emergency Legal Defense Fund that you can contribute to to help him through this very troubling time. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. We are going to talk about the continuing to, it's like simmering now, I guess. I guess it's simmering now, World War Three Hasn't quite boiled over quite yet, but certainly hasn't backed down either. So we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the Middle East as huge, huge numbers of military vessels and uh, troops are headed to the Middle East right now. Tens of thousands of troops from America and Europe traveling through, uh, congealing there in the Middle East. We'll talk about, you know, what, what this will eventually end up as. We have some really astonishing statements from uh, Israeli politicians, including Benjamin Netanyahu, invoking Amalek to just to really underscore the genocidal nature of this entire conflict. It's uh, really pretty incredible. We also have some uh, just really just bizarre videos. We can, we can start with this one. Let's go to uh, clip number eight here. In case you missed it over the weekend. California Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom just absolutely demolished a little Chinese boy on on his goodwill mission to uh, communist China. Should we watch, Should we start the show with a little bit of cringe? Let's do it. Here's uh, Gavin Newsom just absolutely wrecking a Chinese child. Let's watch. Oh. <laughs> Whoops, and he gets a spanking too. <laughs> Just in case it wasn't cringy enough. Boy, that's awkward. Isn't that awkward? Isn't that weird? <laughs> Just stop it. Just stop it, Gavin. Enough. I've told the story before, but, you know, in ancient Rome, they used to really think a lot about, like, signs, signs from God. 
you know, if you were going to start off on a on a big trip, but you stumbled as you were getting onto the ship, you just call the you just call the whole trip off. You just go, you know what? This is a sign from God. It's not going to work out. We're not doing it. Or you'd make a big sacrifice or something. Maybe that's maybe God's trying to tell you something, Gavin Newsom. Maybe this is a sign from on high, showing you what your entire presidential prospects will turn out to be. Or maybe you're just a psychopathic goofball and uh, you're just going to keep embarrassing yourself. I'm actually good either way. I'm good with that either way. We have a very powerful video by Matt Baker, wonderful guest later in the show, and we'll be taking your phone calls throughout the second hour, I believe. Whatever hour we don't have the guest, we'll be taking your phone calls as well. Get your input on the goings-on in the world. We have a lot to discuss today, so stay tuned. This is The War Room. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here. DefendOwen.com to support our incarcerated brethren. We'll be right back. Harrison Smith is where the shields of truth are forged in the fires of inquiry. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The War Room. I am your host, Harrison Smith. The conflict in the Middle East continues to simmer, but is also breaking out in conflicts all over the world. Massive riot in Dagestan, of all places as an Israeli jet landed in Dagestan and inspired a gigantic anti-Semitic riot, they're calling it. I think the most shocking thing to me is that there's a country called Dagestan. Uh, has, Has Dagestan ever been in the news ever for anything? And why are people shocked that they would have uh, some sort of anti-Semitic riot? Uh, Putin's made some statements about this. Uh, we'll, we'll get to those in just a second. Let me just give you the update as to where the conflict is now. U.S. jets bomb civilian trucks on, Saran, uh, on Syrian-Iraqi border. This story from Infowars.com. Muslim mob storms airport in Russia's Dagestan. So it's a state in Russia, we're learning. U.S. jets bomb civilian trucks on uh, Syrian-Iraqi border. This is... Washington's second airstrike on Syria since the outbreak of the Gaza-Israel war and the surge in resistance attacks against U.S. occupation forces. U.S. warplanes launched airstrikes near the Syrian-Iraqi border early on the 30th of October today, targeting civilian trucks that made their way through the Al-Bukamal crossing. At 4.30 a.m. today, American fighters targeted three civilian trucks that entered from the Iraqi border with seven missiles containing materials used in the field of electricity, battery, and construction products. With seven missiles containing, okay. So I get. I, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to see if they. They're saying that the, these contained materials used in the field of electricity, battery, and construction products, and that's why you, they destroyed them. I guess this is the second U.S. attack against Syria since the outbreak of the Gaza-Israeli war on the 7th of October, which has seen Washington heavily consolidate its presence across the region as its bases and troops come under increased uh, attack in Iraq and Syria. They announced. Pentagon announced on the 27th of October that U.S. warplanes conducted midnight air raids in Syria's Deir Ezzor governate, allegedly targeting two storage facilities used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. So we continue to expand our participation in this little conflict, and it doesn't stop there. We'll get to 
some disturbing threats made by Israel, relayed by France a little bit later. Uh, yet another graphic has been manufactured showing the just sheer number of warships gathering right now in the Middle East, or in the Mediterranean, I should say. And uh, yeah, it's massive. The UNIFL UNIFIL Maritime Task Force, as well as the AOR, I mean, it's just it's just submarines and warships and troop carriers and aircraft carriers, standing NATO Maritime Group 2, Ford Carrier Strike Group, the ARG, uh, Ike Carrier Group, Littoral Response Group, South, Bataan, ARG, it's tens, maybe even hundreds of thousands of sailors all joining just off the coast of Israel, Lebanon, and Syria, mostly gathering off the uh, coast of Cyprus, especially concerning to those of us who are expecting nervously a false flag to get us really involved in this and really kick off World War III as they love blowing up boats. I mean, Pearl Harbor, attack on a bunch of boats. Of course, the USS Maine got us into the Spanish-American War way back when they were just learning how effective false flags could be. The Lusitania, of course, was World War I. The Gulf of Tonkin incident in Vietnam, another false flag. This time they didn't even have to sink a boat. And of course, the USS Liberty, which was an attempt by Israel to false flag America into the conflict back in 1967. So again, as we see this gathering of armament, military equipment, soldiers in the Middle East. It's looking like this party is far from over. Resistance fighters force Israeli tanks to retreat from the outskirts of Gaza City. And with the interruption of internet connection in Gaza, we're entering into a stage of this conflict where the information is entirely unreliable from both sides. I really don't know what's going on. This is a video that a journalist captured of Israeli tanks targeting civilian vehicles in Gaza. You know, we uh, over the weekend, getting lunch with my sister and my dad, and my sister's like, so what's going on like in Israel right now? And I'm like, you know what? I got, I got no idea. Because you got one side, that'll be an Israeli statement that's like, IDF forces have entered Gaza and carried out a successful mission, achieving all of our strategic objectives before returning to the safety of Israeli land. And then you go to Telegram or whatever, and you got the Gaza proponents being like, another glorious victory for the Islamic Jihad. The Zionist dogs have been forced back from where they came from. They even, they even talk about their own deaths in victorious ways, right? Another three martyrs sent to Allah. So it's like, I don't know. I can't tell. I can't tell. They're both claiming victory. They're both saying that they're winning. All we know is that there was some sort of conflict that took place. There has been at least one hostage regained, apparently, according to uh, Israel. I cannot tell you which side I trust less. <laughs> just, 
It's all it's all up for interpretation, I guess. So again, this is from the newcradle.co. Palestinian resistance fighters forced Israeli tanks to retreat from the outskirts of Gaza City on the 30th of October after invading troops tried to take control of a major road connecting northern and southern Gaza. Quote, there's absolutely no ground advance inside the residential neighborhoods in the Gaza Strip. What happened in Salah al-Din Road was the incursion of a few occupation army tanks and a bulldozer, says Salama Marouf, the head of Hamas government office in Gaza. That's what he said in a statement. However, I do believe this was the deepest incursion yet into Gaza. But as far as I can tell, they have not yet gained a foothold in the region. They do little advances, and then they uh, return back, but nothing permanent as of yet. We have a pretty interesting video that we'll go to in just a little bit. I don't think we have time to hit it in this segment. But it's a flashback to uh, 2020, the stories in InfoWars. 2020 flashback, Biden claims Trump will start war with Iran. Now in 2023, it looks like Joe Biden is about to kick off a full-scale war with Iran over the Israel-Hamas conflict. Which again, I mean, this is the military-industrial complex. The American regime has been just starving for a war with Iran for decades at this point. And it looks like they might finally get it. This, of course, major story over the weekend. Dagestan crowd storms Russian airport as flight from Tel Aviv lands and global tensions spiral over Gaza war. An angry crowd in Russia's mostly Muslim region of Dagestan stormed an airport where a flight from Israel arrived on Sunday, forcing authorities to close the facility and divert flights. Multiple videos posted on social media show a crowd of people inside the airport and on the runway. Some waving the Palestinian flag, others forcing their way through closed doors in the international terminal. In videos and photos verified by CNN, the crowd outside the airport held anti-Semitic signs that included slogans such as, We are against Jewish refugees, and there's no place for child killers in Dagestan. As once again, the you know major outcome of this entire conflict has been to utterly destroy the reputation of Jewish people around the world. It's really not a good thing, and it's going to take a very long time to uh, reverse this trend if it ever happens. Now, Putin has called for a meeting after the mob storms the Dagestan airport looking for Israelis on jet from Tel Aviv. Vladimir Putin called a meeting of security and law enforcement officials Monday, the day after the mob stormed the airport. Hundreds of angry men carrying banners. Uh, stormed more than 20 people were injured two in critical condition dagestan's health ministry said the injured included police officers and civilians putin's made a, a couple statements that we'll get to on the other side the InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, 
This survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Beloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Finally, Vitamin Mineral Fusion is back in stock and now available for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This specially formulated drink mix gives your body the essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other beneficial compounds that support optimum health. Vitamin Mineral Fusion goes above and beyond the standard of vitamins and trace minerals. Our exclusive formula is loaded with 34 key ingredients, including vitamin C, E, D, B12, calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, L-glutamine, CoQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, folic acid riboflavin, and much more. Aside from bolstering your bodily functions, this drink mix is naturally delicious. And unlike capsules and vitamin pills, it's truly a pleasure to the taste buds. So if you haven't already, mix it up and take your health to the next level with Vitamin Mineral Fusion today. Now 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The War Room, and war is the topic of discussion. From Washington Post, Israeli tanks open fire in Gaza in deepest incursion yet. Moving quickly overnight, Israeli tanks and soldiers entered the outskirts of Gaza City on Monday, reaching the main highway that goes north and south through the 25-mile-long enclave. The forces were so close to the city that those ground troops called in airstrikes on Hamas targets. A string of incidents Monday shows evidence of the deepest penetration of Gaza by Israeli ground forces since it began incursion three days ago. As a relentless bombing campaign continues, with the military confirming that they that the combined infantry, armor, and engineering forces are all inside Gaza's borders. Hamas, the militant group that controls the besieged enclave, has also released a chilling video of three of the hostages delivering a harsh statement addressed to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, with one woman almost screaming at the Israeli leader, Free us, free us now, free their civilians, free their prisoners, free us, free us all. Let us return to our families now, 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 now. Earlier in the day, dramatic video taken by Palestinian journalists showed a white sedan traveling on the highway towards uh, Netzarim Junction, where where there were Israeli tanks. As it was executing a slow U-turn, the car exploded. This is an Israeli agricultural settlement whose last residents were evicted by Israeli soldiers in 2005 during their pullout of the Gaza Strip. Israeli tank opens fires on streets with bitter urban warfare ignites close to Gaza City, and we showed you the video in the last segment. Israeli attacks have killed at least 8,000 people in Gaza, and Israeli defense forces have expanded its operations in the Gaza Strips in uh, recent days, adding troops and armored tanks. Israeli military spokesman Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari declined to comment on the incident on the highway on Monday, but told a news conference that Israeli has, quote, expanded the activity of our forces and additional forces entering the Strip, including infantry, armored corps, Combat Engineering and Artillery Corps. There's also direct contact between our forces on the ground and terrorists as the fighting continues inside the Gaza Strip. 
Agari said. And it's not just the hostages that we just mentioned who are blaming a lot of this on Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu's Mr. Security persona fades as rivals want him out. This was published today. The 2015 campaign to get uh, BB elected concluded with Benjamin Netanyahu addressing the camera, saying, this election you decide who can best take care of our children. Eight years on, the spot that helped propel Netanyahu to another term in office is being revived on social media, interspersed with chilling footage of the killing of Israeli children by Hamas operatives on October 7th. It's become part of an intensifying campaign to hold him accountable and force him from office, an effort that now includes not only political opposition, but many former associates and some former heads of Israeli security agency and military intelligence. And in fact, it looks like almost all of this was orchestrated as a well-designed false flag tactic. WikiLeaks on Twitter put out this statement. A week after the Hamas attacks, Israel's Ministry of Intelligence issued a secret 10-page document outlining the expulsion of the Palestinian population of Gaza to northern Sinai in Egypt, which is, I remind you, a giant desert. It says, one, instruct Palestinian civilians to vacate North Gaza ahead of land operations. Check. Sequential land operations from north to south Gaza. In progress. Step three, routes across Rafah to be left clear. That's the Egyptian crossing into and out of Palestine. Four, establish tent cities in northern Sinai and construct cities to resettle Palestinians in Egypt. This document has been verified by an official from the Ministry of Intelligence, according to the Hebrew website Mekomit, which originally published the document. Mekomit noted that the documents from the Ministry of Intelligence are advisory and not binding on the executive. But it does appear as though this is all part of the plan. I mean, it is a true ethnic cleansing and their ultimate goal is to, not ultimate goal, right? Because they can't survive in the desert. That's just not possible. It's not going to happen. But that'll be a holding station until they can be, you know, exported to uh, Europe or America, obviously. RT also has the story, Israel compiled ethnic cleansing plan for Gaza, a leaked policy document compiled by Israel's Ministry of Intelligence calls for the depopulation of Gaza and the forced displacement of its residents to Egypt, Egyptian territory, according to a copy published by Sika Mekomet news site on Saturday. So this was dated October 13th, so 10 days ago, just, I said 10 days after the attack, but that would be only six days after the attack. And of course, also from... RT, but we've covered the story extensively as it came out very rapidly after the initial attacks on October 7th. Netanyahu ignored warnings from security services. According to the New York Times, Israel security services warned Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu for months that his domestic policies were fueling dangerous political turmoil. The New York Times reported on Sunday, officials reportedly stressed that internal discord was weakening the country's security and strengthening, strengthening Israel's enemies. The report was part of an examination of what led up to the latest hostilities between Israel and Gaza. At one point in July, the prime minister even allegedly refused to meet with a senior general who was trying to deliver a threat warning based on classified intelligence. Right? It's, like, it's like when your lawyer is like, did you do it? Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you did it or not. You can't tell me because then, then I have to know. 
but I don't want to know, right? He gets an alert that's like, uh, we have classified information about an upcoming, and he's like, ah, no, 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 I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I need to be able to say that I didn't hear it. So now we've got Egyptian intelligence said they warned Israel and were ignored. American intelligence said they warned Israel and were ignored. And now Israeli intelligence apparently warned the prime minister and were ignored. At the same time, the New York Times assessed that Israeli security representatives themselves continuously misjudged the threat posed by Hamas, including the weeks leading up to the October 7th attack on Israeli territory, which resulted in the death of up to 1,400 people. Although that number also in question now. Again, Israel uh, is making incursions into Gaza. This was the red line that uh, Hezbollah set down, and yet we have not seen an increased amount of action from them. However, there has been a video released from Hassan Nasrallah, just very ominous. It's just it's literally just him walking past a sign. It's like five seconds long, uh, but they put that out. And you got to understand. Hassan Nasrallah, the leader of Hezbollah, he basically lives under a mountain. Like, nobody ever sees him. He occasionally makes video proclamations that get shared around not very often, every couple months or so. Maybe a new one will come out. And, like, I think the last time he had a public appearance was probably a couple years ago. Not sure exactly when, but he's not like a public figure. He's like a a supervillain of some sort, but he lives under a mountain. But he has put out a thing saying he's going to make a statement on Friday, which we can expect to proceed or go hand-in-hand with some sort of increased activity from uh, the Lebanese militia group. This is spiraling out uh, away from Israel and Gaza and the Middle East as a whole. Uh, Turkey, France, Russia, and of course America all getting deeply involved in this conflict. And we'll show you what's going on on the other side as this is the prelude to World War III. Nothing has happened to, you know, diminish that prospect. It's only getting closer. This may be the calm before the storm. Last year, we put this book out. The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is Next Level Information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. The command center in the battle for clarity and truth. Harrison Smith invites you to the war room. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot. We have a lot to talk about today. It's it's not all Israel and World War Three, but you know, 
this is the biggest thing that's happening right now, so we will continue to cover it throughout this hour. We'll be joined by Jonathan Shaw in the third hour. May just have to save phone calls for him. Maybe we'll take phone calls with Jonathan Shaw. After all, he's he's seen it all, folks. He has a new movie that is extremely interesting about his life and path as a um, pop culture icon in a lot of ways. But we're going to try to finish up as quickly as possible here with what's going on in the Middle East. There's two things. Well, there's a couple things I think you need to understand. First, that this is... Uh, this did not start in, on October 7th. This is just the continuation and the latest escalation of a conflict that has been going on for decades. And I think everybody sort of gets that, but a lot of the conversation and, and rhetoric going around now is acting as if everything was peachy keen, everything was hunky-dory before October 7th, and it was that attack that started everything. Well, that attack was a response to abuse of the Palestinians by Israel for a very long time. doesn't mean it was justified or good. It means it wasn't the first thing that happened. And that if you want to prevent such outbreaks of violence going on in the future, you have to actually ask questions about what led up to it, not just uh, treat the, the people in Gaza as if they're animals that you can't reason with and that don't have uh, the same concerns that every human being has. That's the first thing you need to understand. The second thing you need to understand is that the attack on October 7th was preventable, if not actively orchestrated by the Israeli government. And more and more people are recognizing that. Again, story from, I believe this is from Bloomberg, Netanyahu's Mr. Security persona uh, fades as rivals want him out, as the Israeli people blame Benjamin Netanyahu for uh, the attack that occurred. The other thing you need to understand is that the reason why they might have wanted this to take place is because they've wanted for a very long time to ethnically cleanse Gaza of Palestinians. They want the land. They want to develop it. They want to make resorts. And there's all these very inconvenient people in the way that have to be either killed or relocated. <laughs> I don't think I'm being unfair there in the, uh, you know, way that I set up that dynamic. It is it is crazy, right? It is totally crazy. But we showed you the document uh, last segment. There's more to this than we even got into. Israel compiled ethnic cleansing plan for Gaza. Under the plan, Gaza's 2.3 million residents would be told that there is, quote, no longer any hope of returning to the territories that Israel will occupy in the near future, and that, quote, Allah made sure that you lost this land because of the leadership of Hamas. I, it, it just, it wouldn't it be nice if we just treated Israel like any other country, any other country at all. After all, when Russia went into Ukraine and we we're all told that, you know, this is the, the most evil thing ever and we have to do whatever it takes to prevent this from happening. You know, they weren't just saying like, look, this is ours now and we're just going to take it. And even though you live here, we want the land. And we're going to ethnically cleanse you from that. Sort of the opposite. It was like, no, these are Russian people. We want to bring them into Russia, politically take over this area that has Russian people in it. So I don't understand how Israel gets away with 
just blatantly having a plan of ethnic cleansing. Well known now. And you really have to wonder, when you have all of these countries either abstaining from votes about ceasefires, when you have all these American politicians doubling down, as we saw over the weekend with Matt Gates and Donald Trump and even Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, reasserting the right of Israel to do whatever the hell it wants, whenever the hell it wants, to whoever the hell it wants, and you can't even criticize them. You have to wonder how many of this is legitimate, like unbiased agreement with what Israel's doing, and how much of it is because of blackmail, how much of it is because of bribery, how much of it is because the people in power feel like they have um, sort of Damocles hanging over their head. I mean, and it's, it's a valid question, right? How many people who are refusing to condemn this blatant campaign of ethnic genocide or ethnic replacement, how many of them are going, you know, I would, I would stand up for that. It is wrong what's happening, but I did visit that island that one time with that Israeli Mossad agent, Jeffrey Epstein, and so maybe I'll just keep my mouth shut. Maybe I'll just keep my mouth shut on this one. I think it's a valid question, not just for American politicians, but politicians around the world. So again, there has been this uh, document. There were warnings about what happened, a document showing the plan for um, ethnic cleansing of Gaza. It was supposedly at least made public or, or made official after the attack on, uh, on Israel on October 7th. But prior to that, you had Egypt, America, and Israel attempting to warn the Israeli regime like the Israeli intelligence had information that an attack was coming and he wouldn't even take the meeting, Benjamin Netanyahu. But it appears as though America is not just helping Israel defend itself, but is actually helping to carry out this displacement plan. The proof of a pre-planned Palestine displacement into Egypt has been buried in plain sight for five days, Page 40 of Biden's $106 billion funding request says this, quote, those resources would support displaced and conflict-affected uh, affected citizens, including Palestinian refugees in Gaza and the West Bank, and to address potential needs of Gazans flee fleeing to neighboring countries. So America and your tax dollars are actually going to provide the support for the people that Israel is planning to drive into the desert where there are no resources and where they'll die without it. Without help. Why we have to carry this burden is, is, anybody, is anybody's guess. But here's the actual statement from the uh, funding bill that's been out for several days now. Funding would also provide life-saving humanitarian assistance in Israel and in areas perfected, uh, effect, impacted by the situation in Israel. These resources would support displaced and conflict affected citizens, including Palestinian refugees in Gaza and the West Bank, and to address potential needs of Gazans flee fleeing to neighbor, neighboring countries. This would include food and non-food items, health care, emergency shelter support, water and sanitary assistance, and emergency protection. So we'll be building the tent cities that are mentioned in that Israeli memo. So they'll drive them into the desert. We'll build the tent cities and take care of them. 
until such a point that we can, I guess, fly them to America or to uh, Europe where there will be a uh, continuing burden on our entire system. But I guess that's the benefit of being Israel is that you have a country like America to not just continually support you in your campaign of ethnic displacement, but to actually pick up the bill and pay for the necessities once that displacement takes place. The benefit to America is, uh, well, it's not just nothing, right? Having no benefit would be that like it doesn't affect us, but no, we will actually be negatively impacted by this in various different ways. I mean, our soldiers will die when the attacks, you know, come in full force against our military bases and, and uh, Navy flotillas in the Mediterranean. We will pay for the housing of people who we will then bring over who for very good reason will blame us for them not having a home anymore right so we're facilitating israel displacing people who i mean literally unless unless they actually want to just drive them into the desert and kill them outright which it seems like that actually might be the plan I'll show you that video on the other side, Benjamin Netanyahu, actually calling for full-fledged genocide against everybody in Gaza. The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith we put our trust, we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? With all the craziness in the world, the collapsing borders, the war with Russia, the insanity, the, the, the currency devaluations, the economy going crazy, you are crazy in my view if you don't get high-quality storable food and water filtration and self-defense. Now, we're not selling guns and ammo. That's for you to go out and get for yourself and learn how to use if you haven't. And I'm preaching the choir on that. But a lot of people got plenty of guns, but they don't have enough storable food or water filtration. This is something you need now. And we've got it in the food department and in the high quality water filtration department. The highest quality food, the best water filtration at the lowest prices you're going to find and still get quality. Infowarstore.com is running a special right now for 10% off on all storable food and on water and air filtration. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot beat this deal. Our prices are already the lowest. At 10% off, it's an insane deal for a limited time. Go to infowarstore.com and get prepared while you still can. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about how the conflict in the Middle East is being 
treated in the rest of the world now. Before we do that, we'll do, we'll do a couple things here. First, I want to tell you I'll be joined by Jonathan Shaw in studio. His new movie out called Scab Vendor. Confessions of a Tattoo Artist. Very interesting. I watched most of it. I didn't, I didn't get to finish it today, but I watched most of it, and it's extremely fascinating. So please stay tuned uh, for our conversation in the third hour. Try to open up phone lines in the second hour, but we still have a lot to cover. We'll see if we can get to phone calls. Maybe we'll open up phone calls with Jonathan Shaw. I also want to remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com, not only to support us, even though that is the only way that we get support, but because our products are actually incredible, incredibly powerful, incredibly necessary, and it's a simple choice as to who to shop with. Most people take some sort of vitamin, some sort of supplement, even if it's just fish oil or vitamin D or C or you know the Flintstone vitamins that you took as a little kid. Like Everybody knows how important this is now. And in fact, the more and more studies that are done on these vitamins and, and minerals and supplements, the more important they're proving to be. Every couple of uh, months, you'll get some new article about you know the power of vitamin D in your immune system or, or something like that. And you can go get it from some brand name and pay a lot more and get a lot less effective supplements. Or you can go with the experts at InfoWarsStore.com and get the good stuff at a absolutely amazing price. What's the what's the latest what's the latest sale? Vitamin D3 gummies are still 40% off. So those are absolutely incredible. And they taste good, to be honest with you. Down and out sleep support formula, 40% off. That's one of my favorites. And of course, it just takes what nature gives us and can be used as a sleep aid and just combines them all. Down and out is the newest and faster absorbing liquid formula from InfoWars Life that helps you get a full night's sleep when you need it most. After a long day, you may need a little extra help to get the shut-eye you deserve. Well, the scientists at InfoWars Life formulated down and out to improve our best-selling knockout formula. We've achieved faster absorbing uh, absorption of the product by moving into a pure liquid, liquid form. Now the herbs and melatonin are extracted directly into the glycerin solution, so the ingredients are already dissolved in the formula before you even take it. It's powered by 4 milligrams of melatonin and 4 sleep support herbs, including German chamomile, lemon balm, valerian root extract, passion flower, and melatonin. So when the sun goes down, let InfoWars Life down and out help support you in getting the rest you need. Feel the difference with this liquid formula. Feel the difference of a better night's rest. It, it actually does work, folks. And I don't have to say that. I can just tell you, contractually, I'm not obligated to tell you that I personally take these and enjoy them. I can just tell you what they are and what a big discount there are. But just for my own honesty, it's, it's really amazing stuff. And I have a lot of trouble sleeping. I have a lot of trouble staying asleep. I cannot fall asleep. My brain does not even turn on until the sun goes down. But down and out really does work. It really is effective. I've really used it myself. I really do use it myself on a regular basis. Although I try not to use it every night because I don't want to get used to it. I don't want to have to start taking more and more. I don't know if it has that. I don't know if it uh, has like diminishing returns like some things do, but I just feel like when I, when I really am having trouble sleeping, I take down and out and just know that I'll be down and out right away. So make sure you get that right now at 40% off 
And why not get some Brain Force Ultra while you're there at 60% off, just massive discounts at InfoWarsStore.com for incredible, incredible products. And we are working to, of course, combat the globalist schemes for the sake of all of humanity. And your support at InfoWarsStore.com is how we carry out this mission. So before we talk about the way this is spiraling out into World War III, let's first talk about the ruthlessness of the operation being carried out right now. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu invokes Amalek theory to justify Gaza killings. What is this Hebrew Bible nation? Let's take a look here. Do we have that video? Yes. Clip number three is Benjamin Netanyahu invoking uh, the Old Testament to justify their invasion of Gaza. Let's watch. You must remember what Amalek has done to you, says our Holy Bible. And we do remember and we are fighting our brave troops and combatants who are now in Gaza or around Gaza and in all other regions in Israel are joining this chain of Jewish heroes, a chain that has started 3,000 years ago from Joshua ben Nun until the heroes of 1948, the Six-Day War, the 70th October war and all other wars in this country are hero troops. They have one supreme main goal to completely defeat the murderous enemy and to guarantee our existence in this country. We've always said never again, never again is now. Never again is now. You know, I don't know if it's admirable or disturbing the way that modern Jews really do feel like a hardcore connection to conflicts that happened thousands of years ago. Because in, in one sense, it's like they don't hold a grudge. I'll tell you that. I mean, I think it was it wasn't Ben Shapiro, but it was some. Jewish uh, uh, you know, influencer out there. It's like posting an, an image of him flicking off the uh, Ark of Titus, like hating the Romans for something that happened literally 2,000 years ago. And it's like an Italian now uh, hating the Phoenicians because Hannibal went through the Alps. It's like, you're not you're not over that yet. I mean that was that was a while ago. And again, I'm I, you know, in a way it's kind of like impressive. Take this for an example. The airport in Israel, the main big airport is uh, Ben Gurion, right? Ben Gurion is the name of it. Ben Gurion was the name of the first, I think prime minister of Israel, if I'm not mistaken. Only that wasn't really his name, that was a pen name that he adopted. Joseph Ben Gurion was a leader of a, of a Jewish sect 2,000 years ago who was killed in the Jewish revolt in like 70 AD. So that'd be like, that's not just me changing my name to Davy Crockett in remembrance of the Alamo, but doing that 2,000 years from now. So in one sense, it's like, how are you holding on to this grudge from 2,000 years ago? That's crazy. In the other sense, it's like 
they got a continuity of history that is, in a lot of ways, astonishing. Remember what Amalek has done to you. So he references Amalek. Now, the actual quote from the Bible, sort of disconcerting. 1 Samuel 15, 3 says, Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. So that's not, I mean, that's not just genocide. That's eradication. That's a crazy thing to invoke in the modern age when you're talking about a uh, militarily sophisticated first world nation taking action against an open air prison where they keep 2.3 million people in utter destitution. That just seems crazy to me. And, and I don't, you know, you get that, that people that you're fighting now are not, Amalek, like there's a there's a very sincere danger in referencing the Old Testament God's instructions to his followers 2,000, 3,000 years ago to justify your actions you're taking right now. These are completely different things. These are, I mean... I don't, I, don't, I don't even know how to put it in words. It's like, you've got a story from 2,000 years ago of God being like, destroy these people entirely. And 2,000 years later, you have Israel being like, oh, you mean these people right now? And it's like, no, obviously not. How could he? Does that just mean any sort of murderous campaign of genocide you can justify by claiming that the people you're genociding just happen to be the people from the Old Testament at that moment? That's not how this works, Okay. That's insane. You have to stop now. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of the Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly, more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send it to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. Navigating the maze of mainstream narratives... Harrison Smith finds the hidden paths in the war room. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Take a little trip back now. InfoWars has the article, 2020 flashback. Biden claims Trump will start a war with Iran. We'll go to that video now. So this was three years ago, back in 2020. After four years of uninterrupted peacemaking by Donald Trump, 
first president in decades not to start a new war and actually help to close down the ongoing military engagements that aren't technically wars that were involved in overseas. And yet, people still retained this idea that he was somehow a danger to world peace. How's that looking now, folks? How stupid do you feel? Let's go to clip number one here. This is from uh, 2020. Here's Biden talking about the danger of Trump in charge. Let's watch. The world has changed because what Trump has done. And the American people, including independents and some Republicans, know how bad he is, know how much he's misrepresented, know how he's getting close to getting us in a war. I said, as the walls close in on this man, I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. The fact of the matter is there's a lot at stake in this election. Very strong, very strident, very incredibly wrong. Now, what he was actually insinuating there is that Trump was such a madman, such an egotistical, megomaniacal psychopath that he would start a war with Iran just because the walls were closing in on him. Those walls still haven't closed in. Right. All, like all I mean, the number of like like the amount of deception that's going on in just that statement alone. Right. It's like the walls are closing in on Trump because he's a Russian agent. And as the walls close in, then they'll then he'll start a war because he's so egotistical. He'd rather go to war than, you know, allow the truth to come. I mean, it's just all utter, complete nonsense. But it does point to the mindset of these people. Because that is essentially what's happening. The walls are closing in on the globalists. Their, their grip is slipping every day. Every day, more people break out of their control paradigm. Every day, more people awaken to the madness that's been inflicted on us by the globalists over the last couple of years. And we'll show you videos later in the show of you know, people who were responsible for the COVID education restrictions. Not a, sort of apologize. I, I don't want to give them the credit that they actually apologized for their ridiculous mistake. But they're at least recognizing that they were wrong. So everything the globalists do is a gamble. Everything has to either succeed totally or it total, totally backfires in their face. Like they, they like to set it up to where they get a, it's a win-win situation for them. But they can't do that, and as they've gotten increasingly desperate, when Donald Trump got elected and they really went mask off and started just hardcore manipulation across the entire globe right out in front of everybody's faces, people started waking up to it. So they don't any longer have the control that they used to have where they can create a situation and then control both sides or have a win-win situation where – Either we fall for it and we get trapped or we don't fall for it and we get hurt, like, you know, something along those lines. They don't really have that anymore. So the situation they're in now is they have to succeed in their attempts or else they fail completely and they pay the price for it. So when he says like, oh, the walls are closing in on Trump and he might start a war with Iran, it's a projection of exactly what they're doing. They are actually starting a war with Iran and Russia and China simultaneously because the walls are closing in on the globalists, because their financial Ponzi scheme scam is running out of time, 
because people around the world are waking up and realizing how they're being manipulated. And so they're making this bet. They're all in on this. And they're going, we'll start World War III. We'll draft Americans. We'll launch these attacks. But they know if they fail, they're going to pay the price. Harrison Smith presents War Room on InfoWars. All right, welcome back, folks. We showed you the video a little bit earlier of Bibi Netanyahu referencing Amalek, referencing this ancient, defunct tribe who attacked the Jews fleeing Egypt and talked about how the you know, Bible says you, know, you don't just kill them, kill their wives and their children and their animals too, which is a, a horrifying concept to be guiding modern geopolitical activity, but it is, apparently. And Netanyahu's not the only one saying this type of stuff. We'll go now to clip number two. This is Israel's national security minister uh, talking about how much the Palestinians are, are worth, really, at the end of the day. Let's watch. He says, uh, the right of me, my wife, and my kids to travel around the West Bank is more important than that of the Arabs. Sorry, Mohammed. He's talking to a guy named Mohammed, but that's a reality. So, okay. It's just blatant supremacist rhetoric, I guess. Again, the, the West Bank, nothing to do with Hamas. Hamas doesn't control it. They are in a you know open-air concentration camp-like system where... The individual towns are separated by giant walls with a no-man's zone in between where they can be murdered with impunity by the Israeli government. Horrifying, dystopian, tragic, but there it is. And uh, yeah, the national security minister is just like, I'm more important than you, and it's as simple as that. My people are more important than your people. Sorry. And so it's just like, okay, all right, great. Totally mask off. And this is the supremacist ideology that we're dealing with. Clip number nine is another Israeli politician. This is Moshe Fieglin talking about what needs to be done with Gaza. Let's watch this. I'll read along. He says, we do, uh, do not leave a stone upon stone in Gaza. Gaza needs to turn into Dresden. Yes. Complete incineration. No more hope. We are still in the Oslo agreements and still knocking on the roof. The night the Air Force still knocks on the roof. This night the Air Force still knocks on the roof before it bombed a lame tower in a hospital around Al-Shifa Hospital instead of flattening all of Gaza. So all of you 64 mandate voters, Benjamin Netanyahu, now need to protest in front of your home. (laughs) (laughs) Annihilate Gaza now, now. Annihilate Gaza now. Total incineration. No stone upon stone. He's like, we're so nice. We still, you know, give you a, a bit of a warning before we bomb your hospital. Why do we have this much mercy? It's insane. It's completely insane. It's utterly disturbing how, uh, blatant this all is i mean again it's not you know you you hear people all the time like well you know israel's the only country in the world that warns people before they get bombed first of all not true second of all you're still bombing them okay 
Well, they're being used as human shields. Okay, so you're bombing the human shields. Great. Non-excuse. Totally bizarre. And that's just uh, disturbing enough as it is. But they also, you know, often say like they try, you know, they put so much time and effort into only targeting military strikes and civilians get killed by accident and that's tragic. But, you know, this is war and that's just necessary. Then you hear the actual politicians, even the prime minister, and they're like, no, we are incinerating everything and we're sick of being so patient about it. Horrifying. So the number of Palestinian deaths in the Strip has risen to 8,005 and those injured to 20,242 since October 7th. So it's mass murder on an epic scale, and uh, it's only going to get worse, apparently, as nobody's doing anything to stop it. In fact, with the support of America, things are only increasing. U.S. jets bomb civilian trucks on Syrian-Iraqi border. It's America getting involved. The defense chief of Germany is saying Germans must be ready for war. He cited the Russia-Ukraine conflict as well as the Middle East escalation as among the threats to the continent. New war in Europe is no longer unthinkable and German society must adapt to this reality. Defense Minister Boris Pistorius said as he called for increased military spending. He cited the Ukrainian conflict as well as hostilities between Israel and Hamas as proof that fighting could also erupt elsewhere. So it's not just America that's sending tens of thousands of our soldiers and Navy men to the Middle East. But we're getting our NATO allies in the mix as well. Uh, Jackson Hinkle published this infographic. Around 50 U.S. military transport planes have flown into the Middle East within 24 hours. Which we have activated and, and have stated that in one case, it was 2,000. In another case, it was 900. So probably around 3,000 extra forces being sent to the Middle East to join the tens of thousands we already have in bases there. That sounds about right. About 50 transport planes. What is this? Young guy destroying posters of kidnapped Israelis near Harvard University. They should all be exterminated, every single one of them, and their kids, their mothers, or children, just like Hitler did. Well, great. I saw there was a post this weekend of a Pakistani senator. It was a picture of Hitler, and it was like, now we all know why Hitler did what he did. Thank you, senator. And it's just crazy. Just crazy. You see a post like that, you expect to see like some uh, cartoon frog uh, icon or something. But nope, they're next to the name senator or something, something with a, with a verified icon. Okay, completely insane. Could this also be part of the plan, right? So obviously, your average Jewish person is not responsible for what the Israeli government is doing. And in fact, over this weekend, we had massive protests against Israel, shutting down the Brooklyn Bridge, as well as Jews in Israel protesting against their own government and demanding Bibi Netanyahu's resignation. But the rhetoric that's coming out, that you're seeing from the videos that we're playing and from, I mean, the likes of Ben Shapiro and, and others, is really murderous. And so it's inspiring massive backlash 
around the entire world. And just like always, the elite will remain untouched by this. But uh, your, your regular average Jewish person will find themselves feeling increasingly unsafe in the countries that are helping to bring this about. And it is a very, very massive global trend going on. Take a look at clip number 10 here. This is a solidarity with Palestine rally in Turkey over the weekend. Maybe the large group of people I've ever seen gathered in one place. I mean, it is, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to guess. I mean, this is like a Metallica concert in Russia, right? I mean, this is like a million people gathered in Turkey in support of Palestine and encouraging their government to get involved in the conflict. Now, Turkey is actually butting heads with Israel. Turkey rejects slander, unfounded allegations by Israeli officials against Turkish President Erdogan. I actually think he makes a lucid point here where he says the targeting of UN, UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez and our President Recep Tayyip Erdogan by these authorities who have committed a crime against humanity in front of the world, whole world but cannot even tolerate criticism and condemnation is a clear indication of the weakness they have fallen into. He says we are returning to the accusation of anti-Semitism, slander, and insults, Erdogan and Turkey itself, to the interlocutors in the same way. Unlike many countries that support Israel unconditionally, today it is known to everybody that Turkey's record on the issue is spotless and immaculate. The truth is that all historians have delivered that Turkey has been a safe haven for everyone who has been persecuted throughout history, including Jews. And it's not, it's not an incorrect point that they are literally carrying out a genocide but can't handle criticism can't handle condemnation well it's gonna be a lot more last year we put this book out the great reset in the war for the world it became a number one national bestseller now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful the great awakening the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance this is such a powerful book it covers all the globalist plans the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. Whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information is game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. 
We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 testosterone boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, a lot of this war is taking place diplomatically at places like the UN. And look, if you're a regular viewer, you know I'm no fan of old Recep Erdogan, who has done so much to undo some of the I guess you could call them progressive policies of the Turkish government when it was set up after uh, the First World War and designed in a way specifically to keep uh, radical extremist Islam out of control of the country. And yet he's allowed a lot of that back in. Not a big fan of his, but he is right with his statements about Israel. He says the efforts of some Israeli officials who cannot tolerate even the expression of the truth and facts to change the agenda accompanied by distortion and slanders in the hope of covering up the brutal massacre targeting Palestinian civilians in Gaza will not yield results. Again, he says they're committing a crime against humanity in front of the whole world but cannot even tolerate criticism and condemnation. And you know, he ain't just blowing smoke either. Some really uh, incredible examples of this, such as this one. Paul Bristow, ministerial aide sacked after call for Israel-Gaza ceasefire. A ministerial aide has been sacked from his government roles in the UK after calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Downing Street said Paul Bristow made comments that Quote, we're not consistent with the principles of collective responsibility. Not sure what that means. In a letter to the prime minister last week, Mr. Bristow said a, quote, permanent ceasefire would save lives and allow aid to reach those who needed it most. And he's been fired now. The government supports humanitarian pauses, but not a full ceasefire. So Mr. Bristow, who is the conservative MP for Petersburg, Peterborough, was a parliamentary private secretary, the lowest rung of the ministerial ladder, to Michelle Donnellan, the Secretary of State for Science, Innovation, and Technology. He was sacked by Rishi Sunak, the prime minister. A Downing Street spokesman said Paul Bristow has been asked to leave his post in government following comments that were not consistent with the principles of collective responsibility. Collective responsibility is the convention that all members of the government must publicly support government policy, even if they personally disagree with it. Still seems very, very strange to me that calling for peace and advocating a ceasefire gets you sacked from the UK government. 
simply suggesting that maybe people should stop killing each other makes you ineligible for employment in the uh, government of the UK. Okay, wonderful. Now, I guess they support humanitarian pauses, which, okay, what's the, what's the, I don't, I don't even get the point of it. I mean, I get the, the point of humanitarian pause, right, is to get in humanitarian uh, stuff. But, like, if you're just going to pick up again with the, uh, you know, genocide right after, uh, I'm not sure. It's just, like, prolonging the misery. It's, it's just, this is also brutal. Compared to this article says, compared to a formal ceasefire, humanitarian pauses tend to last for short periods of time, sometimes just a few hours. They're implemented purely with the aim of providing humanitarian support as opposed to achieving long-term political solutions. They're literally just like, you want a long-term political solution? You're fired, sir. Get security. Get this man out of this office. He wants peace. He wants a ceasefire. How dare he? He says thousands have been killed and more than one million now displaced. It's difficult to understand how this makes Israel more secure or indeed makes anything better. He added that some of his constituents had been directly affected by the conflict. Posting the letter on Facebook, he wrote that ordinary Palestinians should not suffer collective punishment for the crimes of Hamas. Collective punishment, by the way, is prohibited under international law. Which I'll remind you now means absolutely nothing because they just do it anyway. So I guess... For, for the UK government, saying that Israel should actually be subject to international law is a fireable offense, and now you know. Russian President Vladimir Putin on Monday accused the US of being responsible for we, what he called deadly chaos unfolding in the Middle East, saying, quote, who is organizing the deadly chaos and who benefits from it today, in my opinion, has already become obvious. It is the current ruling elites of the US and their satellites who are the main beneficiaries of world instability. Putin said in televised comments. Then finally, we have this story. France relays Israeli threats to Hezbollah in Lebanon. Israel has told the Lebanese Hezbollah party that it is, quote, not interested in the war, but ready to wage if it is imposed on it. It also made unprecedented threats explaining that the war will be waged according to Hezbollah's agenda. We will witness several strategic shocks. Israel informed the party through France that if the party joined the ongoing war with Hamas in Gaza, it would, quote, resort to American power to suppress Hezbollah, as well as confront and overthrow the Syrian regime, including President Bashir al-Assad's personal security. So, you know, it's just, an, it's just another example of one of these times where you have to ask, Who's the superpower in this situation? So Israel sends a message to Hezbollah saying, we will use American power to destroy you if you get involved. Apparently America doesn't have a say in this. Apparently we are just a satellite of a country the size of New Jersey, 5,000 miles away. As an American, I'm sort of sick of this. I'm sort of sick of the way that American lives and money and blood and prestige and our reputation has been spilled for decades, not for our own benefit and not on our own design and not because it's the will of the American people, 
but because we get manipulated, coerced, and blackmailed into it by Israel. Who is is happy to receive all the benefits of being our supposed ally, but I can't point to a benefit we accrue from our unending support from this. I'm trying to think, I, I really can't figure it out. I mean, one suggestion might be that like the only industry we even have anymore is military production. Is that a good reason to kill half a million people? U.S. among 14 countries to reject U.N. resolution on Israel-Hamas truce. So hundreds of other countries are like, can we bring an end to this? America says no. And Israel is sending threats to Hezbollah, essentially talking about America like we're their slave. We will use America against you if you get involved. As if America doesn't have a say in this, as if we just have to do whatever they say. Who's the superpower again? Who's the one in charge of this situation? Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. Infowars.com forward slash show. Peeling back the layers of the day's events to reveal the core truth. War Room with Harrison Smith. All right, folks, I, I think I think we've done it. I think we've covered all we need to about the current state of madness that's driving us towards World War Three. And boy, do we have a lot of other stories to get to. My goodness. From InfoWars.com, over 10 million illegals have crossed U.S. border under Biden. So last week it was 8 million. This week it's 10 million. The reality is we don't actually have any clue how many millions upon millions of people have crossed over. At the 8 million mark, remember we covered it, it was make like the 13th largest state in the union. Senator Kennedy framed it as four Nebraskas. Now there's two million more than what he thought was the worst case scenario. 10 million people since Joe Biden took the reins in January 2021, according to Center Square, a U.S. conservative website. I think that I think the the sum up of that I think the wrap up of of 
this is is we're rapidly running out of time. We are rapidly running out of time to deal with the situation that we are being put in. It's not impossible. This isn't an impossible task that we have before us. But we really need to stop taking this so lightly. We really need to stop pretending like this is just a difference of opinion or that this will somehow be solved by just expediting the process. Hey, if you if you label them legal instead of illegal, then there's no illegal immigration. No, we're being invaded 10 million people in two and a half years. 10 million people crossing our southern border, being allowed in, being trafficked in by the U.S. government. I mean, what, what even is there to say about that? Like, we, it's just, it's just happening. They're just doing it. They're just doing it, folks. And it, I mean, it all comes, <laughs> it all comes down to the information. It all comes down to an information war, the spiritual war that's taking place. The fact that Americans, in particular but really white people everywhere have been inundated with an orchestrated campaign of lies to bring about our suicide. And it's horrifying. You just have to think about being like a 10-year-old kid today and that for your entire life, the media that you watch is reinforcing the message that you're evil, your ancestors were evil, and you basically deserve death. The shows that you watch, your elementary school curriculum, social media constantly pushing this, And Christians in particular have somehow been convinced that it's loving to allow yourself to be taken advantage of. So people are so uncomfortable now with just basic survival instincts. And we're literally just going to allow ourselves to be conquered and destroyed. This goes for all Americans of every race, color, and creed. But so much of it is predicated on the the racial aspect in framing America as a white country and therefore an evil country. So to fix the evilness, we have to get rid of the white people and and import non-white people. Obviously, that's the tactic, but you see everywhere the way that black people find themselves as the primary recipients of the negative impact of illegal immigration and crime. And endless warfare and poisoning of the food and water and the COVID scamdemic and everything else that they inflict on us that we just allow them to get away with. As of now, they're getting away with all of it. They're just doing it. It's only going to get worse. 
as they start to implement AI that is specifically designed with like white genocide in mind. From RT, Biden bans AI racism. U.S. president has issued an edict on safeguards for artificial intelligence, including standards for, quote, equity and civil rights. U.S. President Joe Biden has decreed that safeguards be put in place to prevent AI technology from perpetuating racial discrimination in housing, the criminal justice system, and other aspects of American life. Now, here's the thing. AI cannot be biased. It is a machine. It is a robot. It doesn't even understand the answers it's giving. It just is doing calculations. So what happens, and I've explained this a lot, but you have to understand how dangerous this is as it is already being implemented by law in the United States, is if they have an AI program that is just running you know, equations on, a, on an individual basis, just, you know, you put in a person's information, it runs some sort of algorithmic interpretation of it, and it, you know, tells you whether or not you should give them a loan, whatever it is. Now, they don't put in the race of the person. The AI doesn't weigh their answer based on the race of the person. But what you'll find is if you do this, you might have Black people get loans less than white people. And so they'll take that result. They'll claim that that's evidence of bias. So now what they're doing is they are programming in biases. They are programming in racial awareness to AI to disadvantage white people. That's what they're doing. Now, a way this this happened outside of AI that we've talked about before is I think it was the New York Philharmonic, but it was some orchestra or center, the New York Symphony. I think it was the New York Symphony. They were they assumed that because more white and Asian people got first chair in clarinet or violin or whatever, that that must have been the consequence of racial bias by the organizers of the symphony. So what they did was they said, we'll do blind auditions. So the people will audition behind a curtain. You can't even tell what the race of the person is. So then we'll get a unbiased, you know, like the AI version of music interpretation. Just take that out of it. Just it's no longer even a component of the tryouts because you can't even see the race of the person. What happened? Less people of color were in the orchestra after this little experiment. So what was their solution to that? It was to bring back in racial bias in the hiring of, of musicians. Only it was affirmative action racial bias. It was racial bias against white and Asian people in favor of black and Hispanic people. So that's what's happening here with AI, right? There is no bias, just like the blind auditions. It could not have been bias that made you know, more white people get hired. They took that out of it. But because that happened to be the outcome when you removed bias... Now they're having to insert bias into that to overcome what they perceive as a problem when in reality it's just meritocracy working as it's actually supposed to, to get the best candidates for specific positions. So as AI gets more and more implemented into government and corporate activities, they're 
actively and preemptively making laws to make sure that programmed within the AI, within the unquestionable machine algorithms, are biases against white people to fight so-called racism. That's how absurd this is. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly, more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send us to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be joined in the next hour by Jonathan Shaw, star of Scab Vendor. I want to remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com to support what we're doing here we're just trying to bring you the truth which is just actively researching and strategizing and trying to contend with the madness that we're continually confronted with on a daily basis in an honest and forthright way I've had people and just, I guess just thank you to everybody who supports it. Just thank you to everybody who goes to InfoWarsStore.com. Thank you to everyone that goes to DefendOwen.com. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your um, just kind words and, and well wishes. We, we went to a family event in Houston over the weekend. And let's just say a lot of people are on our side. A lot of people are on our side these days, and it's very, very nice to see. I've had an old friend of mine who's just like, you know, you guys just actually try to figure out what's going on. And like, I really hope if there's one thing that comes across clear, 
we only have one like we are we are biased in that our one viewpoint is opposing the globalist scheme for a one world government supporting humanity in our opposition to this neo-feudal worldwide slavery prison planet crap they're trying to push on us like outside of that there's no bias there's no political water we're carrying or undue influence that we have to deal with from our advertisers or you know political uh, considerations i mean that's one of the kind of nice things about being so continuously degraded in the mainstream is that it's not like we're trying to uh, it's not like we have any top level influence anyway the influence we have is when you spread the message it's when you share the videos it's when you talk to your friends about what's going on when you share links or memes cut the videos yourself upload them to your own platform that's the influence that we have and it's not us it's you but you know i can imagine if uh if we were getting interviews with the top senators and congressmen we might be a little bit concerned about saying something that would offend them and you know, restrict our access to them. But we don't have access to them, so we can just say whatever the hell we want. And if you think that's a valuable media outlet to exist these days, go to InfoWarsStore.com because without you, we will not exist. These people in power really don't think we should. Really don't like the way we use the First Amendment to oppose their madness. InfoWarsStore.com Amazing products, fantastic prices, huge sales, freedom, liberty, justice in the American way. Now, in this final segment, before we welcome my guest, we got some weird stories, folks. We got some truly bizarre goings on around the world. First, we go to clip number 13, because Vienna, Vienna, Austria, is celebrating 150 years of their city's spring water supply. They did it by building a fountain, celebratory, decorative fountain to celebrate 150 years of uh, spring water. And here it is. Here's the uh, officials turning it on. And (laughs) there's the fountain, folks. There it is. (laughs) It's... Oh, it's crap, folks. Uh, for our radio listeners, uh, how do I explain this? Um, have you ever given clay to a four-year-old? Uh, have you ever tried to make a statue of the Michelin Man and realized you weren't as talented as you thought and gave up halfway through? Have you ever stuck noses on random shapes and called it a person? <laughs> have you ever uh, accidentally put some sort of uh, trinket in the oven and it melted a little bit and became unrecognizable. I mean, what we're looking at here is an abomination. It's a sin against art. I don't, I can't even tell you what it looks like or what it is. I mean, you just got to see it for yourself. It looks either unfinished or just amateurish. I mean, You gotta just want like what's going through these people's minds? What is happening to people? Like, do people are they all pretending? Is everybody else acting? Is that what's going on? I almost want to believe that's what's going on because I don't want to live in a world where the artistic elites think that this like legitimately think that this looks good and is art. They think it's funny. Is this a joke? 
Are they playing a big joke on us? I mean, what is this? I guess it's better than the newest Martin Luther King statue, but just barely. What is this cult of ugliness that we're dealing with? Seriously, it's like if you take Europe as a culture, you know, it'd be like you had an old friend that was an amazing artist that could just do like photorealistic portraits from memory. And then you see him like 10 years later and he's uh, he's drawing like Picasso level, just like smearing stuff on the canvas. And if you saw that, you'd be like, what happened? Did you get a head injury? Maybe they're like, yeah, actually, I fell in front of a train and I had to get half my brain removed so I can't do art anymore. Like that's what happened to Europe. Something happened in the last 150 years that has taken Europe as a culture from the highest, most incredible art ever to just preschool level Play-Doh abominations. It, it's crazy. It's completely crazy. Speaking of crazy, what do you make of this story from Raw Alerts? Authorities have found a dead man at an amusement park as he was heavily armed with guns and IED explosive devices. This was in Glenwood, Colorado. Authorities have found a 22-year-old man dead, dressed in black-colored tactical clothing, bearing patches, dead at an amusement park called Caverns Adventure Park in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. The man was heavily armed with a semi-automatic rifle and semi-automatic handgun and had multiple loaded magazines for both weapons. He was wearing body armor and what appeared to be a ballistic helmet. Additionally, multiple improvised explosive devices were discovered with the man and in a vehicle. The investigation is still ongoing and very active. Given the amount of weapons, ammunition, and explosive devices found, the subject could have implemented an attack, according to officials. So what is that about? I don't know if we have an update to this, but I think the uh, cause of death would be an important piece of information to know. Did he get ready to attack and just killed himself? Like, did he die from violence? Or did the, did the vaccine prevent a mass murder here? Was he about to go kill a bunch of people at an amusement park when all of a sudden the blood clot came loose and lodged in his heart and he died? He was found dead at the parking lot before law enforcement arrived. That is crazy. It's not clear what happened. Okay. Very strange. Here's another strange story. Young Thug's lawyer wants video evidence of a goat sacrifice ritual to be suppressed from trial. Young Thug's co-defendant, Shannon S.B. Stillwell, was arrested by police right in the middle of a ritual involving the sacrifice of goats. The rapper's attorney has filed a motion to suppress this piece of evidence because it would cause prejudice against him. Yeah, I think it might. It just might. In early 2022, Young Thug and several members of YSL Records were arrested and charged with conspiracy to violate the RICO Act. YSL uh, member Shannon Stillwell, a.k.a. SB, was arrested around the same time on alleged murder charges. But that arrest was rather bizarre, and it was all caught on video, most likely body cams. When police raided Stillwell's home, he was reportedly in the midst of an all-out goat sacrifice ritual. They're asking it not to be presented because it would prejudice the jury. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would. But is that really prejudice? That's just evidence 
that you're some sort of satanic weirdo. Maybe that should be on evidence in trial. This is Third World, story from Infowars.com. CVS displays framed pictures of toilet paper. Customers must ask for it. So this is the way a Washington, D.C. CVS is dealing with rampant criminality and, and shoplifting. Now you can't buy anything in the store. There's just pictures of the products in picture frames. And a store employee has to go get it from the back. Uh, you know, I'm no expert in retail management. I don't think this is a sustainable process. I don't think anybody's going to buy anything from this store ever again. I think you might as well just shut the store down at this point. Who is going to do this? Again, folks, we're going into a world where there's not going to be stores anymore. I mean, it's just all you're going to order it, and if you go outside, you're going to die from the criminals attacking you. That's it. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super-powerful extract using Bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredient in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system. So if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at M4Store.com and put your body at ease.